Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. Uh, spring is just around the corner. In fact, this podcast is about spring football. And if you are ready to rock with that spring project with some new windows or some new doors, now's the time to make it happen. You can schedule a free in-home consultation where you get a Pella expert to come out to your house. And they're going to discuss your budget, your wants, your needs, and they will be able to put together a Mark Whipple-esque game plan for you and your project. Or you can head out to the showrooms. they got showrooms in Lincoln and in Omaha. It's a great place to get the ball rolling with Pella as well. Turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with Pella. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is powered by my good pals at Runza. You know, the greatness of a Runza sandwich is something that needs to be enjoyed at all times. And Runza helps make that happen. Did you know Runza can ship Runza sandwiches right to your door? That's right. It's true. Runza can bake, freeze, and send a dozen Runza sandwiches right to your doorstep. For more information and to order, visit Runza.com. That's Runza.com. Runza makes it all better. So, like I said, this is a spring football preview podcast. Uh, yours truly, Nicholas Allenbaugh, and former Husker linebacker, former All Big Twelve linebacker, my best friend on planet Earth, Bo Rude, and I sat down and and really took a deep dive into spring football. Uh, so let, let's let's get to it. Here we go. T- take you away, Nick and Bo. Go ahead. Go. All right, here we are. Uh, Bo Rude is here and. Were you when I text? Be honest. When I text you, hey, you want to do a spring football preview pod? Were you a little like, are you, are you kidding me? Are you? Because you came down stairs here and was instantly, you were instantly like this. It, it feels well, like spring football is a long ways away. We're both in our sweatshirts, so we're feeling very wintry, right? So to say, right, it's springtime. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right, but it started. So we're taping this on February 23rd, and spring football starts on the 28th. So it's starting early. When were you, like, do you remember the start dates for your spring football? I just remember it would be after spring break because it was was devastating to come back from spring break, (laughs) and they would have, you'd have to run gassers. The, The day, you know, the day you get back from spring break, Coach Kennedy would have, would be like, we're running, it was always like eight, like, really fast 200s and Ugh. people would be barfing but you had to make them or you'd get punished were you more. ever a barfer from working out almost never but uh, if you puke from work i've never puked like oh. i guess i don't understand the way my i'm not a good puker in general like i will i will work my ass off to not puke oh it's bad so part of it is like you're giving into like your stomach's like we went out of here but yeah, yeah, one but <laughs> What I don't do now that I used to do is back when I was playing, it was like now if I work out in the mornings, like I never eat before I work out now. But back then I'd always like, you know, drink a boost or something. I'd be like, all right, time to work out. Right. And then you'd like go like, here it, it, here it comes. Here it comes. It's coming out. But I've never, I mean, I've obviously, I've, some of the guys I played basketball with were, were 
pukers yeah. during workouts, but I've never, I guess when I get tired, that's not how my body responds to it. Yeah, that's a good thing. I don't know, but don't, like, did do you did you eat ever before? Like, what was I think a lot of it? I mean, if you like eat too Mickey much. D's before and all that. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was come on. It was prior to nutri. It was just like people would be eating. They call like, it pre nutrition. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it was like. Well, I could always. I just remember people would get like. I mean, it's a whole people would get like fettuccine Alfredo and a breadstick. You'd be like, look at Johnny healthy over here. He's he's like he's got to get his carbs before his <laughs> marathoner. What? It's like when Michael crazy. Scott had a had the fun run and he had fettuccine Alfredo and he was almost puking. But the, yeah, I. But you look at you look at the food pyramid from those days. Yeah. And the number one thing they said, like the government was like, "This is what you should eat." <laughs> it was like eight <laughs> servings of like bread, bread and, and pasta. pasta. Like think about. I don't think about if you had to have a whole bunch of pasta and a whole bunch of bread. I mean, it was it was recommended. Oh, it was recommended it was. to the country. Yes. But so but Ugh. so it'd be like mid March then when you would yeah, you guys would like, get started. It's uh, spring break was always in March. So right. it was either the first or second week of March, I think then you'd start practice. And spring game obviously is in April, usually. Mid, right. It's usually mid April. I thought it was like middle like because th- this is April. I want to say April eighth is the spring game. So maybe they I started the first maybe April it's a ninth, full maybe? week to maybe two weeks early here then. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to get, but it's just, I guess I, I, I use that as a launch point to get into it because it does feel like, whoa, we're really like, you know, you look at the World Herald, you look at the Lincoln Journal Star, they're starting to do spring spring football previews, and yeah. like, it makes sense. That's why I wanted to to, to chat before spring ball gets gets rolling because it's, it's here and it's on us. And this might be a, a bad reason to ever do something like this, but I just remember the... The first, <laughs> the first year of the pandemic, Purdue did that. They went really early, and they right. got in most of their spring ball. Right, and we hadn't even started. That's true. So I don't know if that's a part of the idea. I don't think it is at all. But like, I think anytime you can get in when things, if there's no new right. variant or something right. crazy, yeah, that do it. Yeah, like get your practice. Maybe it can. is because I guess I'm not. Maybe I'm missing some sort of obvious thing on why they're starting now. Maybe it's because. I don't know why they're necessarily some with the academic calendar. Maybe I'm not totally sure what. No clue. You know what None. it could be? I think they're redoing the turf. Maybe that, could be yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But either way, early start. Yes, I will say. And you and I are eternal optimists when it comes to Nebraska football, and we're always going to be probably prone to order another pitcher of Kool Aid. But I'm excited about the spring game on a variety of levels and we'll get to the spring game when it, we get to the spring game we'll have podcasts around that but i guess for me i think it's easy to kind of be like ah spring ball is there anything more lame like ah this is kind of like there's actually a lot of interesting things with this spring football period now yeah since i think the martinez jebia spring uh spring practices of 2018 right i mean i don't think we've had real like intrigue intrigue on the offensive side like i mean there is a lot of intrigue for this offensive well, side because yeah that's a good way to put it is like ultimately a lot of a lot of interest stems from the quarterback yeah like if you if you have a new for four years you knew it was going to be martinez and let's be honest when when you don't have a new shiny toy at quarterback to go watch it's not as exciting to get, to get into it but it'll be interesting this year with 
two new quarterbacks and a new offense. Like, yeah. I think there's going to be some fun things to track and then go watch yeah. when the spring game gets and a new, like That's a great point. And a, potentially a new offense. I mean, you know, we were just chatting before we, we started rolling here, but, like, is it going to be f- the old Frost mixed in there or is it going to be Whipple? Like, I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to mix it a, a little bit of both, but, like, you know what, man? I have a hard time believing Whipple's not going to call what Whipple wants to. to I call. honestly, I would lean towards this is Whipple's, yeah, offense. Yeah, like I'm not say that they're they don't they're not going to sit down and frosty and say, well, we did this, and Whipple goes, yeah, well, let's do that, or maybe some blending of terminology. Maybe take me into you had a couple, you had a spring where you had to deal with a new. Now it's defense and offense, so it's different. It, but Nick, what? Tell me, tell it me what wasn't that's like even for the close. Players. It was so different. Like one defensive playbook to the other. I mean, it was every term was different. Right. Um, the philosophies of it were different. I mean, it was a it was a major shift. Um, you know, and and so like I even saw on uh, I was reading about the you know we got a new quarterback commit. Yeah. Just I think last night, look, kid looks really good too. Yeah, he does. Impressive. Player of the year in Pennsylvania, maybe or, so, or Massachusetts, somewhere. Massachusetts. Yeah. Massachusetts. So, there you go. But Whipple had been recruiting this guy since he's been in middle school or something, but. In the interview, I think it was maybe his dad was talking about like Whipple talking about the concepts he runs and how he runs them across different formations. But it's very much like Whipple's talking this, to this kid about what he's going to be running and it's his concepts, right? So that's a it window. It made into- me think like it sounds like it's going to be Whipple's concepts, which is like maybe it'll be more frost terms to help this you know, transition easier, but it's, I got a feeling the concepts, which like route concepts, that's a, that's a bigger part of it than just the terminology. What's the hardest part about that? Is it the, is it learning a new language? Is it learning new assign, just like the pure scheme of it? Like what's the hardest? It's, you gotta remember it's these playbooks are big. It is a new language and you got to be able to know it and be able to run it and read defenses all kind of right. It's all one thing, right? But you got to be able to, everybody's got to be on the same page and be able to execute. Well, that's why maybe so much new. Now there's more new on the nah, I don't know. There's a lot of new on the defense, but there's good there's I mean there's a chance that when Nebraska lines up for the first game in Ireland, like you got a you got a new you're going to have a new quarterback. There's a chance you got a new running back that's never played it down in Nebraska. There's a chance outside of Manning and Betts like you got new wide receiver. Like you could have a lot of new, and so in some ways, having a lot of new could be good. That you don't have to. That could help the learning curve a little bit. Um, I think in terms of relearning, like, well, yeah. this is what we did before. That's a good question. I think that I mean, obviously, the defense, same coaches, yes. same terminology, same scheme, a lot of the same players to kind of you know having the players kind of help being able to kind of guide the younger players. That's also important. Now, offensively, mostly new guys. Skill position-wise, especially the guys that the guys that come in are going to play. You got new quarterbacks, potentially new running backs, potentially new receivers, like new coaches, new right. scheme. Like it is kind of all at once. Everybody's kind of together has to relearn, which means that there's going to be less people that can like of players that can help the younger guys or hey watch this guy do this technique like it's going to be on the coaches to really 
uh, solidify what they're doing, which so, is more on the coaches than now than, than the players to learn. And I wonder if because of what you're saying, if we see some guys emerge in the spring that it may be a little don't don't go buy stock too quick because some guys can pick things up yeah. quicker. Yeah. And that allows you to get on the field and flourish faster where maybe a guy's better than you and it just his it takes him a little bit longer yeah. to learn the new. I don't know. But I no, the one of the first things I wrote down was w- the blend of this offense. Like I'm with you. I think this is going to be more so Whipple, and I think that's a part. I mean, a part of me feels like Whipple wouldn't have taken the job if he wasn't going to be given almost 100 percent freedom to do what he wants. Yeah, I just I'm thinking about like the you know the concepts and the terminology, and it's just like man, it just. You know, maybe they can find a way. I've never, I've never had to do that myself. Where I'm like, let's blend right. our two. Like to me, it's like don't those. I always thought like your terminologies and things originally kind of work together as it is. So trying to bring in a different system with different terminology and then combine them more, I just think that almost makes it harder. <laughs> yes, but there is something to like. Okay, we don't want to have to teach everybody everything from scratch so maybe there's a way to do it i don't know how you do that on offense i thought it's like this is a system where it's not kind of like right. we run west coast and west coast terminology or we run you know whatever xyz yeah. terminology right so that is uh that's gonna be interesting to see how they do that i can't wait because we're, we're gonna get into the quarterbacks in a second here but i can't wait to see this is gonna be interesting how different this spring is for Frost. Now, we won't get to, like, know what exactly that's all like, but this is going to be his first spring, for obviously for sure at Nebraska, but really since he's been coaching where he is not basically in charge of the offense. You know, yeah. I mean, Trev talked about wanting to move Frost into more of a CEO sort of role. The, the, the first time Frost is going to get a feel what that's like is going to be this spring. Like, I can't wait to get little windows into what that's like. Like that would be my first questions to Frost as like the the practices happen. Like how much different are these yeah. practices for you with the the staff being shuffled? Well, I think, you know, the these guys that are head coaches and their OCs at the same time, you know, they they they'll sometimes delegate and they'll walk around and they'll check out every position group. But you know what happens when it's okay. Now we're on nine and seven. Now we're doing good on good. They're staying with the offense. They're thinking about calling. Like it really, like it's it's not the whole practice. It's those like okay. Now we're doing the real team stuff. Right. They're always locked in to their side. to their stuff. Right? right. So I think it's in those moments in practice, and when he gets to his first game against Northwestern, and he's not calling the play every right. time. He's going to be like, okay, I got some time to think and look at, you know, like it opens up your eyes to maybe the bigger picture. Yes. And it'll be uh it'll be a new experience for him though. Do you want to talk about the quarterbacks or do you want to kind of start with like big like players that need to make a lead? You want to start like specific position or you want to kind I of go position, broad? Let's go position. Groups. Okay. Well, let's let's start with the quarterbacks. That's obviously like yeah. the uh, the 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 fun position to talk about. Okay. Um, so obviously you got an influx of you're going to have in that quarterback room you're going to have three new quarterbacks and and Thompson, Chuba, Purdy, and then Torres. But then you got Smothers and Harburg. 
do you kind of know, as someone that's been on a team that's where a quarterback job's kind of been up for grabs? Yeah. Do the player? How quickly do the player? Like, will will do the players kind of know right away? Like, will it kind of be? I'm just curious how fast someone's going to take ownership of that position. Who even gets? My guess is Casey Thompson gets the first snap. I have. I would be very surprised if Thompson doesn't get the first snap. You know, like the first snap of the first day. I think. I gotta think it's it's going to him. Uh, Did Keller get the first snap? In the, do you remember? Probably. I don't remember. I wonder how they did that. I, I'm sure they you know they're going to rotate, but um, yeah, I mean to me this like the fact they br- they brought in Thompson and Purdy like those two are like you know Smothers uh, Harbuck still I think is still more he's going to be down the road progressing down yeah. the road he's got more you know more to, more to learn and develop but I gotta think that you know if, if we're if we're betting on horses like you're probably betting on Thompson and you're probably betting on Purdy before you're betting on Smothers at this oh, point yeah. I and think so. so you know, Smothers, I think a lot of people think, oh, look, this is still Smothers for the taking. I'm saying I'd put Smothers at more of a long shot. Maybe I'm off no, on this. No, I don't think I, you're I wrong. would call him almost a long shot at this point. Oh, yeah. I No, I totally think that Smothers is a long shot. I just think, like, it'll be interesting to read the read between the lines. And that's what you have to do in the spring because you're not watching every practice. All you're getting is media availability and hearing what the coaches are saying and then hearing what the players are saying of really trying to read between the lines of what they're saying. Like on who is who is popping early on because one of the themes that we're going to have on the offensive side of the ball at that quarterback spot, the running back spot and the wide receiver spot, competition is going to be I mean it's going to be every day heated. And much need, especially at those spots, receiver, running, running back, back, and even quarterback to an extent. Like competition is huge. Like right. it is huge for those spots, and I just don't know that it's been there in the past. And so, the one thing I've I've kind of talked about ever since he committed is like I, I again if the odds on favorite to be get the first snap of the first day of spring and get the first snap of the season is Casey Thompson. But Chubba Purdy, like, at the same time, every stop that Whipple's had when to recruit a quarterback, he's wanted Chubba. Yeah. He wanted Chubba out of high school. He wanted Chubba when he was transferred from Florida State, when he was still at Pitt, and then he wanted Chubba. So, like, to me, clearly Mark Whipple really likes Chubba Purdy. So I guess for me, I'm not like, am I going to be stunned if in the middle of spring I open up the paper and, you know, there's a Sam McEwen article about Chubba Purdy really making some noise? Like, that wouldn't shock me at all. No, I mean, Whipple likes him. I mean, Whipple, and, you know, Whipple's been around for a long time. And so uh, that's an indicator of like dude's coach quarterback's been around a long time. And he really likes this guy, right? That's that's probably a good a good sign for Chubba Purdy. I, I just I it, still think it's going to be Thompson. Though. I think he's he's got the experience, and they they want experience right now. In my mind, well, he's got way more experience. Like he is by far the most experienced of 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 all these guys. But it'll be it, it is going to be. It's going to be fascinating to try to to hear how the players are talking about these guys because you kind of know 
players know. Players know who's who's really emerging at certain spots, whose voice carries a little more weight than other guys do. And I think I'll be really interested to, to hear what the other players have to say about the quarterback spot well, throughout the spring. The other thing you don't want to discount, too, is like I get the sense that like Thompson's got some has got a presence. Right. And I mean, in terms of like you're looking for a leader right now in that offense with Martinez going out like that guy seems like he could step in the leadership role the quickest. Like, I don't know about Purdy. He never played. But I think Thompson, he just got like the little I've seen of him. He seems like he's got a presence for leadership and and all that. So I that's just, yeah, it'll be because I'm with you. Like I would think it just a, there's something to how certain guys carry themselves. Like I'm sure you've been around guys like Joe Gans, even when he was the backup, probably carried himself and interacted with people like he was the guy. I think somewhat. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you, some guys have have a presence and. You, I don't know. I think you 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 feel like drive and competitive competitiveness out yeah. of some people, and some people you don't. Right. And for me, it's like if you do, if I don't feel like you want it, and you are like you're in it. You're you're all in, and I can sense it. And you're like you know the the people that raise the standards versus the people that are just like hey whatever I play I play football right. And you're just like there, there's way more of those people that just play football than you think. Way more. Same with basketball. You, you know, oh, basketball yeah. It's like, hey, the, I'm good. I'm I'm six foot seven, and uh, one of the biggest misconceptions is, is that everybody. I'm sure it's the same thing that everybody that's on scholarship, playing football, or playing basketball, loves football and basketball. It's surprisingly how many really don't. No, I mean they really. Go, they're, they're trying to just get through each day. Yeah, they're trying to just get through each practice. They have no real drive to get better. Like they're just there. Because it's a good opportunity. Because it's a good so it's opportunity, like, ah. and they're just kind of naturally athletic and good at it. And so yeah, I, I just – it'll be it, – it's – that's obviously the big – the most interesting thing. You don't think they'll – they're not going to name a starter out of the spring. Unless it's so blatantly obvious through spring, which it won't be, I don't think. So. I don't, think I, so I don't see it happening. So that's the thing that's tough is like coming out of the spring. I don't know what huge takeaways you can really have, but I just I think narratives and things have a way of building as the spring progresses of like figuring out who who's who's kind of emerges as a leader. Like that's one thing that that to your point with Casey Thompson, like the the one thing that he he's probably gonna need to fill that void, and I think he's the most ready to fill that void, and that obviously is gonna help him too in the competition. But yeah, because I mean, uh, really outside of Outside of him, right? Like you look at running backs, all unproven. A lot of them new. Receivers, all unproven. A lot of them new. O line, young. A lot of them new. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's the leader on the offense right now? I mean, Vocalek's been around. I don't know if he's a vocal. And I leader think he's or not. hurt. And he's hurt, so he's out. Fedoni, he's the the next guy up. But he still hasn't played. Young. You know what I mean? Like, there's no old, like, leader on offense. So, like, to me, that's where I think it's that – why I keep talking about Thompson is, like, I think that's going to be way more important than, anybody's, than anybody thinks right now. Like, right. somebody's got to be a leader. Somebody's right. got to bring that offense and make things – okay, calm it down. Here's what we're doing. You're over there. Like – they need that. They and need that, to that set posi- the tone. The quarterback position naturally lends itself to that, but I've always just – one of the cool things about sports is that natural kind of like 
when when all of a sudden you start playing, like there is a natural, like certain guys, the sorting of the sorting of the got totem it and pole who and who like <laughs> who who are you? Who's really saying stuff? Who are who are people really listening to? Yeah, who aren't like? Because there's some people that think they're the the leader and they're talking and they're, and no one's really listening to that guy. Yeah, they're like, this guy is talking because he thinks he should he, talk. He watched because, he watched yeah. the Last Dance and he's like, I I am Jordan. I am. I'm going to kill you. So I've seen 16 different Twitter movies where the guy, you know, the guy goes in the middle of the circle and he gives the pep talk. Well, I think I should probably do that, too. It's like, what would Jordan do in the last dance? Okay, so he would yell at at Ron Harper. That's right. I got to like, there's a lot of guys like like that. Like, there's only one Ray Lewis. And if you're trying to be Ray Lewis, like, don't like, right. Like when Ray Lewis is in the huddle. He's actually that mad. Well, and I even think one of the things you say about uh, everybody talks about like T. Frage, like the one thing about Tommy was even in the midst of like the ultimate alpha group, like even as a young quarterback, Tommy could like step in that and own the huddle. Yeah, that's that's a those are things you can't. I don't think you can teach the no, real like right. You can't go to a quarterback camp and you know be like chattanooga tennessee and learn how to own the huddle yeah you freaking own the room so but and i also think that's where he's older casey thompson's older he's been through it so i think there's going to be a major thing like that but i'm with you i don't think there's going to be a starter named but i think you'll get a feel no and why would you nick i'm on the the nick saban like we'll name the starter saturday morning in ireland like with a with a guinness like you've got to admit thompson you're the don't you know that they're starting chubba parody oh it's a chubba day (laughs) i thought they were going to start heinrich harburg is that is that irish is that yeah i think so (laughs) maybe maybe it is (laughs) no heinrich is from he's heinrich yeah he's he's the, the ss that's true Heinrich. Heinrich, yeah, he is. That's right. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. So, yeah, the quarterback thing is going to be, I mean, it's the most interesting thing to track. I'm going to be, like, combing through. I'm going to be that guy that's reading every quote way too deep. It's good. That's what that's what you have to. do. You brought up the running back and uh, the running back room. One of the things I wrote down is that on each position group, shoes to fill. I put Martinez, obviously for the quarterback. Shoes to fill for running back. Nobody. Nobody. That room. So if you're Brian Applewhite, if you're Mark Whipple, I'd walk into that room and even like no disrespect to Ramir Johnson, I would just be like, listen, man, this nobody. This is going to be the Can hardest. Lay claim to this. This is spot. going to be the hardest thing for a coach to do, and this is why it's nice that this is a new guy. Is because the only thing that they he can do that's correct in my mind to say, I don't care. Right. That I don't care which of you's the guy, but somebody's got to become the guy. 
Right. And if you go in like wanting it to be one of those guys or wanting it to be Ramir, like that's that's where you get like you need these guys have to prove themselves because none of them have. Like none nobody's earned have. the like. Well, he was the guy in rush for fifteen hundred yards last year. So like, yeah, we're gonna really focus on making it him. Like you gotta earn that, and nobody in that room earned it. I'm sorry. Like you know, Ramir had some moments, but like he was fine. He was I got fine. respect for Ramir, but he's not like, the like. There's a reason why we're like we're tr- searching the country for some right. guy like, and so I, I I just haven't seen anybody be consistently like a guy for us. I'll be really interested before we get to the new shiny toys. Really interested in Yant and Steps Spring because they're two guys. Yant, I mean, and Frost even called him out on it, and and he he came to fall camp overweight yeah so like you would think and that's what led to him not getting an opportunity early on in the season because he had to kind of get down to like playing weight or whatever and then even when when yant would get in there he would make mistake he'd go the wrong way or yeah. something like there's so i guess what i'm saying is for a guy like yant yant was his own worst enemy seemingly yeah. last year so you would think you would learn from those things and then marquis step he got hurt. I mean, he got hurt, and it was like, because I honestly think they wanted it to be step. Now he got hurt in the spring last year, yeah. which which was problematic for him. But at one point, I think a year ago at this time, we were all probably thinking it was going to be Marquis Step. So I'm just curious where he, those two guys, those two running backs in particular. Like I kind of feel like Ramir, and again, I don't mean this. Mean I think Ramir is what he is. I think Ramir works hard. I think he knows his assignments. I think he's just a little limited. Like I think Ramir is going. We know what Ramir is, and I bet you know what you're getting from Ramir every day. I think Ramir has shown that he can contribute. Um, I think he's also shown he's probably not going to ever be the bell cow. Right. So can he be a third down back for us? Like maybe, like maybe that's maybe that's his role. You know, he had a couple plays where he, he ran some screens and yeah. the the you know the the Martinez balloon the balloon ball moon in the Michigan balls. game. Yeah, I mean that's the Michigan moon balls. Yeah, that that's to me like he showed <coughs> he could do that in the pipe. big level. Uh-huh. So I think that's what he's shown his role is. But like we need a guy like somebody that we can hand the ball off to, just to like run clock and to score touchdowns in the red zone, like, we've got nobody that's willing to do that. Okay, right so let me – running back, you got to go live to kind of know, right? Got to. So what – but what does that look like now? Because now I feel like everybody's spring, kids these days with their – I mean – Spring ball, you got to tackle. You just got to do it. Like, you got to have scrimmages. Like what does that look like, though? Like, we're talking tackling – like full live scrimmage. every day. You got to scrimmage not every day, but if you're scrimmaging, you know they they'll scrimmage at least once a week probably. But you know these guys need to get need to learn how to break tackles because they didn't break tackles last year. No, like the spring game, and they don't and like they did they missed they always are missing holes and I just think like they that position has underperformed for three years. Woeful. And I mean, it's they've got to find. We've got to be able to run the ball because right now our offensive line, if we're trying to win games pass protecting in the fourth quarter, we're not going to win games. Right, right. And so the two new guys, you got A.J. Allen and then Anthony Grant. You're, you're, a, you're, you're kind of digging some Anthony Grant. I, li- I saw some of Grant's film, and the other guy looks good too, but yeah. I think 
I the only reason I liked the other guy real quick was that, to me, to your point, like, love me some Ryan Held, but I don't know if this is all him. Like, I didn't like how they evaluated talent. Like, I just don't think they, they had a good eye for it. I think they whiffed a lot. So the reason I'm excited about A.J. Allen is because it's Apple White liked him at TCU, yeah. got him to come here, so that I'm excited to see what he looks like. Yeah, I, I uh, totally, and that's going to be another conversation that we got to have about talent evaluation for the last three years we'll we'll have that yeah. as well but uh, uh yeah I, I liked him he looked good and but this grant was like you know he was a juco i don't know if he's an all-american but his team won the won the uh the juco national title and he like he ran for like two thousand yards you know like guys that run for two thousand yards i don't really care where you came from like if you run for that many yards that proves something to me like I, I i'll take those guys over the dudes that are like oh he's got a ton of talents like well he doesn't produce right like, so this guy produces he's out of a big time high school same one as gabe Irvin. yep buford yep out of buford georgia and i just i think this guy can help us now which i love like no I just freshmen are it's a hard to count on freshmen yeah i i just feel like again that position that that should be just wide open and heated competition every single day. So we've got Ramir, Anthony Nant. Grant, AJ Allen, Allen, uh, Gabe Irvin coming off a knee injury. Marquis Step, Step. They say Yant. I think we did. I don't know. But we got. I think we got six scholarship guys still. So to me, it's like you got bodies there, dude. You got bodies. So I think there's probably going to be some separation. Would be my right. guess. Um, but I think a couple people are leaving as well too. Like I think you'll see two two of those guys go, right? Because I mean, like, like for Step is like is he, he's probably either going to play or he's going to leave, right? right? You know, he he transferred here to play, so he's either got to make the jump, be the guy, or he's probably bouncing. Same way with, I mean, Jan's young enough; he's probably going to stay. Um, Ramiro will probably stay because he's had some success. But yeah, I don't know. It to me, it's like. Um, somebody's got to. Somebody's got to take that yeah. job, take that spot. Yeah, I can't wait to. I mean, because wide open. Yeah. Anything else with the running backs? No, I think that uh, that's good. But that in terms of competition, that one will be right. That one will be intense. And then the other one that'll be intense, even though there's a couple of guys that like did produce quite a bit, is the wide receiver spot. You're losing Samari Ture, which was a huge like. I think because you see him that was he in the Senior Bowl where he he caught two touchdowns. Yeah, like he was good. He, he was like like he was one of those guys like I didn't like you'd see him run. You're like, is he good? Is he fast? And you're like, yeah, he is. Like, yeah. you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he kind of was one of those guys like he didn't. He I know. didn't look real strong, but like he had found a way to get yards. Right, and he ran good routes. Caught like I I would so want him to come back. I mean. But you're he right. Was great. He was a really good pickup. But you're right. There was something about him that left you going like he because he wasn't a burner. He wasn't, he wasn't big. Yeah. He was like, but he got open and he caught the ball. He was good, man. He I was mean, good. He was a good football player. He just did he. I think he only maybe the only drop I can really remember of him is the one against was it was Minnesota? It, well, no. Uh, 
What was the one that he dropped? He short armed the it was one Wisconsin or and and the the short the Purdue was, wasn't right before half. Was that that's what I'm thinking of? Is that Purdue or Wisconsin? I thought it was right before half. I thought that was Purdue. Oh, it might he be dropped Purdue. one. Yeah, that was his only. That was the only play this whole season that I I felt like he dropped a ball. But the rest of the season he was excellent. So and I, and again I think you saw him go out. I thought it was a senior bowl. You saw him go out there and like have two touchdowns and like I think turn some heads out there, which makes you go, Ooh, okay, like this guy was pretty freaking good well, he was he was right. a good player I mean he really was uh like I mean he's getting open against Ohio State's guys and others and and he was consistently awesome to me this year like we never had to worry about like if you were throwing the ball that guy you were like that's a good decision it'll be interesting now because I think the the next two guys Omar Manning and Xavier Betts they're clearly what it's not a talent thing with them it's it's a I don't know, a Monday through Friday, can I trust you thing? Can I stay on the field? Can, can you stay st- healthy? Can I stay on the field? Can I stay healthy? Can, like, can we trust you to to know your assignments, be an every down guy? Because, like, I mean, Ture never left the field. Yeah. And so what I'm, I'm curious what a new system, a new coach, a new OC, a new – does for those guys. Because sometimes – it's easy to blame the teacher when it's really the, like we're going to find out is this on the is this on Omar Manning yeah. and Betts or was this a a teacher coach thing? Yeah, so that that's the question. Like, is this a question of like can can the coach get more out of these guys, or is this a or is this something where like um, it's not going to matter who the coach is? It's it's the player, right? Right. So like that, I swear to you, I don't know. Like I I think that they're, um, I think that these guys with a new coach that maybe, uh, you know, Mickey seems to have a a real ability to 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 bring the best out of some of these people. I I would love to. I'm loving gonna love to see what Mickey does with those two guys because I don't know if it's a thing where it's them or the coach wasn't getting enough out of them or, or find a way to make it easier on them. But to me, it's like those two are going are gonna to tell the, the tale of Mickey Joseph because he'll either they're either not playing or they're going to be way better with him. Right. And, would be and my I, guess. And I think, it, you know, tell the tale of Mickey Joseph and on them. Like to me, because last year, and, and we'll see if this is true, a lot of people blamed the coaches for – for Manning and Betts not being on the field. Yeah. And to me, I'm always one of those guys that more often than not, I'm going to give the coaches the benefit of the doubt when it comes to who they're putting on the field. Yeah, eight or nine out of ten times I'm going to go, coach knows what's going on and there's a reason. But coaches make mistakes. Totally. I mean, totally. like that's coaches, why that's why you can't say it's hundred percent of the time the coach is all right, always right. Yeah. No, that's certainly not the case. Co- but, coaches play the wrong guy. Coaches have their favorites. Coaches find weird reasons to do things. There's no question. But I think to me it's like those guys are obviously more talented than the rest of the receivers by such a margin. I go, why? Why are they not playing, right? right? So that's the difference. Like It's it, it's less close to me than than not with those guys. Because you think about like the, the body touchdown catch at Oklahoma from Manning. You think about that play. You think about – uh, bets nine route against Oklahoma where he beats the guy, you know, and, yeah. and or the the option pitch 
against Northwestern, first play of the second half, Beth scores. Like, they made plays that popped even more than Teray. Like, yeah. like, they made more – I was more physically wowed by those guys yeah. than I was Teray, even though Teray was the better player and produced more. So I guess I'm, what I'm saying is, like, it's in them. But it's now on Mickey Joseph to figure out how to get it out of them consistently, and it's also on them – to yeah, figure I mean, it out. But we also know, like, you got to, you got to, if you don't come to practice and do what you're supposed to do, like, it becomes hard for coaches to play you. Amen. That's part of and it. that's so, where I'm more at with it. That's where, like, I would love to see what those guys are doing on a day-to-day basis because. Um, and that's where Mickey's new, Mickey, because Mickey can come in and go, listen, man, I don't know what the fuck you guys were doing last year, but if you think that is going to get you on the field. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there, that's that's the beauty of of this hire, and I think you know that that's it's going to be telling probably pretty quick, like whether these guys are in the doghouse or they're in like good graces. Because I I think Mickey, uh, he has the ability with his sort of like you know his tenure and his his track records. You know, you know Jamar Chase. Because you can say, hey, Jamar this- Chase is right now the guy. Right. With college kids, like that's who they want to be, and right. he—that's he his can guy. Say like we so, did this drill with Jamar Chase, or I did to Jamar Chase. He, he works. He, he worked every day. You don't work, you know. Like th- there's going to be no. It, I think kids have a harder time trying to refute that now. Like if you yeah. if you don't have the credibility with them, they can kind of right. You know, they'll take what they can get. You know, Oliver Martin. I think he had a hundred yards in the first game. Mm-hmm. And then he got banged up, and then homeboy went to Chimney Rock and hung out for the rest <laughs> of the season. I don't know what. Like, he became Mr. MIA. He went sightseeing at Chimney Rock, and he oh, came God. back Came back at the end of the Iowa game and said, what did I miss? But he went on a milk carton. <laughs> Oliver Martin went to Chimney Rock. kind of has a name like the kid, like the lost boy, Oliver Martin. <laughs> Not a milk carton. Does he? All the Martin. Josh Baskin, which yeah. was Tom Hanks' character. We've lost like, Oliver Martin. We've lost Oliver Martin. <laughs> Any word on the whereabouts of Oliver Martin? Well, he's been on the milk carton for six weeks. <laughs> it's a tragedy what happened to him. Disappeared. We think he was abducted. Oh, gosh. Let's go out to our field reporter at Chimney Rock with the latest on the Oliver Martin search. Yes, sir. I'm here at Chimney Rock. We've got a sighting of Oliver Martin two weeks ago, and then... Poof, he's gone. You're saying people have seen Oliver somewhere near Chimney Rock. There was a visual confirmation from an individual. <laughs> That's what it was like. I mean, he went on a milk carton. But he kind of looked like in that Illinois game, he was kind of looked like he had some game. I and he, and the, yeah. that performance index, homeboy was like, Ivan Drago, when he was hitting the thing, and those Russian scientists were like, he hit hard. He would rank that as hard hit. <laughs> <laughs> I would rank that as possibility to kill Apollo Creed with that punch. <laughs> I love the idea that they have all these fancy, all these fancy things already done and all they have to play with this. I rank that as hard hit. Hard hit. Another box says, will kill. Check. Check. Good work. Uh, one of the things that, that Drago was doing was just the leg extension. Like a, tons of leg extension. Like it was either it was sprinting on an indoor track, just punching or, something. Or as, versa climber. He versa climbed, which yeah. that'll get I'll you. That's, I'll give him versa. 
he would punch something really hard, and then they would rank it hard hit or will kill, and then a lot of leg extensions, so the, and then juicing. Yeah, well, juicing, I think the thing is they realize is, like, if we're juicing, maybe the rest of it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, the one thing I'll give the Rocky, or I'll say in critical the Rocky movies is, for a boxing movie and all those movies, they lift... They spend more time lifting weights than they do boxing. Yeah. So they just, they're always like, Rocky's always like, by the end of it, he's just like hand cleaning. And, and same with Drago. He's power lifting weights. And well, he's not boxing. I mean, other than they would speed bag, like for Rocky Four training to fight Drago, he speed bagged and then they put the rope and he ducked under and punched other than that that was he was, all, lift, he was lifting he the yoke he was dragging things he was running up the mountain like how about when he had like the the wagon that he lifted up Paulie yeah. and everybody in it and it's like okay yeah. what's that but whatever okay so that was how i got into oliver martin because he was good at the performance index that's why he I was went, but okay. he, he disappeared as we talked we the oliver martin disappeared at chimney rock uh but i mean he's got like capabilities and then alante brown like i don't he shows flashes. All I know is he returned kicks for an entire year, and it was like, I don't think there ever was a moment where I was like, whoa, how about that? Yeah, he's one that um, I, I, do, like, I don't, almost don't have a take on because like, I go, it wasn't a good year for him, right? No. It wasn't, but seemingly everybody reports that like, he's got potential. The, yes. But I, I mean, he, he was on the field. He just never got to see it, really. Right. There's something there's something about him that a lot of people kind of give the benefit of the doubt to. If you were just trusting your eyes, what would you say? I would say I don't think he's got it. And I would say I, that's what you we all saw, but I, I before I make my rash judgment, I'm going to say okay, a lot of people have are still putting him as a potential, which tells me like maybe we're missing something. I've been more impressed in spurts with Brody Belt than I have been with Alante Brown. But so we'll see. I mean, again, a lot of these like a lot of these well, Alante Brown, he's got some talent. Well, okay, well now we're gonna find out. Yeah, I, I never know if like do some people just have you know, do they have to get older, they just need something to click. I, I never know, but I always am concerned if I don't see it pretty quickly. Right. Right. I'm usually like a I see a play a few snaps and I go, I see it. Like so if That's I how don't, it was with even with like Xavier Betts, like you could kind of be like, oh, I see how there's something there. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't. I haven't necessarily seen that with Alante Brown, but maybe he'll prove us wrong. Um, Wyatt Lever, you know, leave it to Beaver. He's just gonna, you know, <laughs> a five yard, a five yard comeback route on third and seven. <laughs> leave it to Beaver. <sighs> Wyatt, you're being a little hard on the Beaver. That that Wyatt that leave it to Beaver line almost killed me, dog. Flipped it on him. You though. flipped it on him though. <laughs> Wyatt leave it. Wyatt leave it to Beaver. Wyatt leave it. He's to solid. Beaver? I mean, he'll, he'll go out there so and he'll perfect. he'll 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 yeah. block. Will Nixon kind of drew some some praise last spring. See, he's he's like what I thought of Alante Brown. Yes. the year before, like this year, Will Nixon will either be like, okay, he's got, or I think he's a guy you just go, okay, no, right. But like, I, I I'm totally. Curious to see what he does this year. Absolutely, because he's young. I mean, he was young, and Alante Brown was young too. I mean, right. he's young. He, he might need another year, but we'll, we'll see. Then the three guys I wrote down. I mean, you got Dakota Crawford and Trey Palmer. I'm really excited about Trey Palmer. 
I mean, Trey Palmer like is returning kickoffs to the house against like Auburn. I'm more excited about Trey Palmer for punt and kick returns. Oh. like I I don't know if he is a some guys just don't have the route running in hands to be like. So I don't know how he is at that. I the fact he's returned a kick and a punt alone in the SEC in the SEC is good enough for me to be like, okay, that is a help to our team. If you can do that and that alone, you're Huge. worth the price of admission for us. Right. So, but I'm pumped to see if he can find a way to make an impact at the receiver at the receiver spot. Yeah. The, so yeah, we wow, me and you got fired up about. We went really long on the wide receivers. That was fun. Well, so, and you forgot one guy. Who? The dude from New Mexico State. I think his name's like Isaiah Garcia something maybe. Let me see. Let me go to the roster. I mean, that's the problem. It's like you, I mean, all these guys are new. Uh, listed at tight end wide receiver, we have the guy Chancellor Brewington. The third. The third. Uh, who is? He he's out in New Mexico State. I, I, there was a, a Janarian Bonner was a guy. Another another guy that signed. Uh, that was oh uh, nah, New Mexico State. Yes, I, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. Gonna he, ha- Garcia Castaneda. Garcia Castaneda. Okay. okay, I like. So this. he. Uh, reading about him, he was he, he was pretty productive at New Mexico State. So, like another, this is another thing. The guys that have been productive, I will go over the guys that are supposedly super talented coming out of high school. Like I just don't care, like that you're a super talent out of wherever. Like you either produced or you haven't, right? So if you produced a ton in high school, great. If you produced in JUCO, really good because that is a closer level to where we're playing. So like. This dude produced yeah. at New Mexico State. That's that's what I need to know. He had four in two seasons. He played in 12 games in two seasons in New Mexico State. So in 12 games, he caught 42 passes for 639 yards and four touchdowns. Production. Yes. Okay. So I'm glad. Shame on me for not including Garcia Castaneda. Well, that's what there. I'm here for. That's what but that's appreciate you You're doing your thing here. Um, with tight ends, big shoes to fill with Austin Allen, who, yes. who by the end of the year – was like, he kind of was sneaky, unstoppable at the end of the year. Maybe our best offensive player. <laughs> like at the, by the end of the year, basically, if they would have run the little like pop pass up the middle, like I felt like that would have never stopped. That would have yeah. never gotten stopped. But so like by the end of the year, Austin Allen went from like laughable, not laughable that he's going to go to the NFL, but like not an NFL guy to like a guy that like is going to probably. I mean, he's going to either get drafted yeah. or like, I mean. So big shoes to fill there. Our our boy Volkalek is hurt his leg. I don't know what everything. He needs extension and I need and, extra time where Volkalek have time to self to recharge batteries in various parts of brain, body, heart, mind, soul. That's Volkalek's that's spring plan. That's deep Volkalek. <laughs> I have been reading lots of books about self-help and I learned the importance of my brain and my body and help. So this is so Bogalex hurt. Yes, I'm excited to see what our boy Fedoni can do. Um, you talk about a guy that I am all in on. Oh, I mean, we need him though. I mean, we need him to be, we need him to be good. And you know, he was swimming a little last spring. He was a lot. It was a lot to try to come in and you know play with the big boys. I mean, you just physically it gets really hard, right? When you're not when you're. When you haven't had a year in the weight room and a year around, you know, playing college, it's hard to come in and 
and be anything other than like one of those skill positions. Like you can't be in a, a starting left tackle as a freshman. It's like what you know, starting right. nose. Ta- it's like you're just not physically strong enough. But I'm pumped to see what what he can. He he's if I'm writing down. Ten names that I'm most excited to track this spring. He's he's in the top, maybe even top five for me. Well, I think he's a guy that you know, just how Allen was last year. Like, if your tight end can can, you know, can run routes and can make plays as a quarterback, man, it just makes everything because it's they're yes. bigger targets. They're they're always a little bit closer to you. Like those guys make your life better. And he seems like he can run. Oh yeah. So he's not, you know, there's certain guys like our boy Volkolek, like he kind of seems like one of those guys that's going to, it's going to be catch, defensive back, you know, missiles at his feet, and he goes down. Like, Fedoni seems like he could. Fedoni's got those long, gangly arms. Those things, that, like, that radius is big. I think he'll, he's got potential, but like I said, he's got to do it. I mean, in in the end, like, right, you know, he can't get hurt. You got to, you got to win the job. And, you know, I think Volkolek will be, you know, one of the tight ends and be the blocker, but can Fedoni bring what Allen brought to a certain degree? Just bring the ability to like run routes and stretch the field a little bit from that, you know, from that tight end spot. And then Chris Hickman, another name that I wrote down. I mean, he's kind of slid back and forth between tight end and, and wide receiver. I'm not yeah, sure he's exactly like kind of a tween- where he's a tweener as well. Right. He doesn't really have the body of either. Um, so, you know, he's a guy, if you can contribute great, I just, you know, I don't think he really has like the solidified role. Can can Chancellor Brewington do anything other than be just the Grim Reaper, the goal line Grim Reaper? You know what? He found his thing, and I, hey, I'm it, picturing him at practice. All he does is he just goes in, like he goes to an end of the field. No one else is there. They set up like a tackling dummy. He goes in motion. He hammers it, and then he does that about a hundred times, and that's what. But I mean, I mean he. It's pretty, when he's in. It's like we know what we're running, right? Yeah, and it works every time. It's kind of funny. It's amazing. The only time it didn't work, they brought him in when they went for it at the end of the in the first quarter of the Michigan game, in the first drive, and they brought him in motion. I think uh, centerfold calendar Hutchinson probably oh, had yeah. a thing or two to say Damn about it. everybody. Hutchinson. Yeah, Hutchinson so blew that thing up. So good, so hot right now, Hutchinson. Um, anything else with the tight ends? No. O line. I mean, I. Is Teddy Prochaska going to be healthy through spring? Probably not. If he tore, they'll they'll be ginger. If he's even playing, he'll they'll be ginger. But they got big shoes to fill with O'Doyle. I mean, <sighs> massive shoes to fill. A guy that I am embarrassed at one point I wanted to bench after the Iowa game two years yeah. ago. I I defended him hard. You are all in on O'Doyle. The, the one thing I'll say about O'Doyle is O'Doyle. First of all, O'Doyle rules. I watched Billy Madison the other night, and when he says, Were you dying every, he says, every- Doyle, I have a feeling your whole family's going down. <laughs> I mean, it's all good. That movie is funny. Really good. Um, but, like, he just is a really good athlete. I mean, he is just, like, as soon as he said he's going to the pros, I was like, Crap. I know. We needed him. Back. Yes. Because he just, he, he would bring just such another level of strength and athleticism that, like, now we have to slide one of these other guys over to be center and we're already thin as it is on the line. I'm not so sure right now if you had like you were granted like there's one guy that's leaving the team that you were like you had they if you forced them to come back they had to listen to you and they had to come back on the team. Would it 
Could I convince you that Cam that O'Doyle's the pick? Okay, so let's let's play this game between O'Doyle, Cam so, Taylor Britt, and Snacks because they were actually had they all three could have come back. I'd put I'd put Cam Taylor Britt third. Whoo! Is that stupid? Am I stupid? Um, I I think I'd maybe put O'Doyle one. No, this is hard. You know why? Because like we feel like the gaps that are like we almost feel better about the secondary in a weird way. I don't know. Actually, I don't. I mean, here's the thing: it's like, nah, it's tough. I just felt like I maybe Cam Taylor Britt is a good player. He he never became. He didn't ever, and maybe this is on me. I maybe had too high of like he never hit the level that I thought he could hit. That that's where I think we're holding it against Cam Taylor that he didn't he didn't play the way we hoped he would. Even right. though he didn't play, he played fine. He was I think he was a second team all yes Big Ten at some point or you know third team or something like that. But uh, well, what would you do? What, okay, so I don't know. It's a tough one. I mean, I have a hard time picking those two over Cam. But I'm part as this is a former quarterback in me. I if if I was if I'm not comfortable with my center, I'm not comfortable. Period. I mean, he to me, it's like the gap he leaves is, oh man, I don't know. It, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because he also he also has his year of the snaps. Is yeah. he's got his I mean, penalties. This, I mean, I also snacks, wanted to bench him at one point. I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and snacks snacks had like really his senior year was a good year, right? And so it's like I don't know that any of them stand out, but I'd want all three back. Obviously. Oh yeah, we need all three. We don't have any of them, so. But obviously, I mean, you know, the Lincoln Journal Star and you know, Husker Extra put up a, a bunch of different guys, you know, the prove it guys. One of the guys they they put in there was Brant Banks on the offensive line. I mean, I think uh Newelli's a guy that, that needs to have a big there's a lot of dudes that need to have it. I mean, Raiola Raiola's got his work cut out for him. Because the one thing that you know, the Big Ten, if like if you're not good enough in the trenches, like good luck. So well, we just we couldn't run the ball when we needed to, and we couldn't um, we couldn't protect the passer in the in the two minute four minute drill. And then so, couldn't get after the passer. Yeah, I mean those are our biggest problems. So, I mean that O line, in the end, it, it starts and ends with them because it just hasn't. We haven't gotten a push for my. I mean, could I make a case that the number one concern heading into next year is the offensive line? Oh, I, it's 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 and up that's, there. And that's with a unpro- a lot of unproven. The whole offense, back, yeah. what, like the whole offense is unproven, but that O line, oh boy. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by my good pals at Runza. You know the greatness of a Runza sandwich, the excellence of a Runza sandwich is something that needs to be enjoyed at all times, and Runza helps make that happen. Did you know you can ship Runza sandwiches right to your home? Yes, it's true. Runza can bake, freeze, and send a dozen Runza sandwiches right to your doorstep. Imagine getting a knock at the door, your doorbell rings, and you open it, and waiting for you is a dozen Runza sandwiches. I mean, oh my God, greatest day of all time. For more information and to order, go to Runza.com. Also, got a reminder for you to download the Runza app. The app is just freaking awesome man you get rewards so you can score free food from runza it's all managed in the app runza's mobile app also lets you customize 
all of your runs of orders, your runs of sandwiches, so you can add things like ketchup and mustard and onions and pickles and mayo and lettuce and tomato and jalapenos and mushrooms and any of your favorite cheeses, American, Swiss, Pepper Jack. You can customize it right there in the app. Plus, in the app, that's what I like about it, man. You order ahead, you skip the line, you skip the wait, and get straight to eating the excellence of Runza. So go download the app in the App Store. Runza makes it all better. I think I think the bright spot was like you, one game with Prohaska or two games with Prohaska. Like you see the that's real potential there. Like he 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 changed their offense to me a little bit. Like yes, he did. When he came in, I felt like they got a lot better. Um, and when he went out, we got a lot worse. Yes, because I mean he came in on the goal line at Oklahoma and they punched it in, and then Colt got an extra point blocked. Gulp for Colt. Gulp for Colt did not work out for him. And then uh and then when Teddy was in for the Northwestern game, he was <laughs> Teddy Teddy was in for the Northwest game and it and that they ran wild on him. So yeah. D line, I mean, we were kind of going there. Big shoes to fill with with Daniels and then Stilly, because Stilly was Mr. Solid and steady. Yeah, he was Mr. Steady. Snacks had a great year and he was really good. And then like I said, Ty Ty's got the, all the potential in the world. He just needs to find that Stilly's consistency. Um, and then we got to find somebody to replace Snacks and, and uh, Stilly. So, I mean, yeah. that's Casey Robinson and maybe the polar bear right now. Yeah, Nash. Yeah, and then, I mean, uh, then the some of these young guys have to, like, develop in a hurry because you got to have what... you got to have five or six of those guys. This makes me nervous. It's like, for as much as I just want to – I mean, you and I are prone to – just go all in and chug Kool-Aid like some big holes on the O-line and the D-line I mean I just don't like here's where it's hard is like when you got to have basically both both lines got to have six guys so even though there's only three on defense you you, those guys rotate rotate enough they need basically you know five or six offensive line you got to have you got to assume there might be one injury so you got to have six dudes um Man, it's like, do we got, do we got five on each? Do do we got four on each side right now? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Can you we, get to four on D? You got two on D right now. That's got, what I'm saying. I can't. You got pa- Casey, pass Casey and Ty. That's it. And so Jason Peter Jr. Yeah, but I can't pass those two guys. I can't. I, I can't. And then you got Teddy Corcoran and maybe Newelli, and then the other guys are kind of like, Oof, I don't know. Right, and that's concerning. Big time concerning. The the linebackers, I'll lump outside and inside all together. Obviously, you got big shoes to fill with JoJo, and we've talked about that. Yes. Like, your best playmaker on defense, big, big hold to fill. Reimer, Henrich, the ultimate warrior, Garrett Nelson, like, those three guys, incredibly good. You got Kalarvik for another year, who, solid. Yeah, he was all right. The two guys that that the one guy, Caleb Tanner, he's my number one. Like I, I hope I'm reading about like a Caleb Tanner's had an amazing spring column. It changes our whole season if that guy's good, right? If that guy, if that guy puts on 15 pounds of muscle and and is good, like we're a different team. If he's the guy that he kind of always is, which he's fine. I mean. It's just not like it doesn't change our team. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he is the guy that he was like our biggest rec- recruit in like 
I feel like the the guy we were trying to get so bad in 18, I just feel like he just, uh, I don't know. I just feel like he hasn't like developed. Yes. He hasn't put on the weight he needs to put. Like to me, it's like, okay, if you're not big enough, that means you need to work. You need to get in the weight room and get that size on so you can rush the passer. And that's what he hasn't done yet. So I think he is the like prime candidate for like, will he become more of a leader and will he become like, a presence on the field because he. I'm telling you, it changes can, our team. If he can rush the passer, it changes our team. Can Garrett Nelson get like? Obviously, everybody can get better. Nelson's gotten better like, every year. Yeah, like is there more? Where is it silly to not think that he can't take another leap? I well, I think he will. I think he'll make. Like I trust where he is at and where like where he finished the year and where he is going to be. I think is a different level than Tanner. And so right. Tanner, I think, has to make a bigger leap. Because because Nelson's more physical and can play the run, and a his bit. motors just like yeah. I mean, that's why he got the Ultimate Warrior nickname. But like, yeah, you need between, and then even like a guy like Phil Darius Payne, like you need some of those other guys. Payne and that uh, what's his name, uh, Blaze Gunnerson. Yep. Like I don't know, that guy has you know he has uh, has injury issues, but he's got potential too. So right, I mean between Payne and him, somebody between Payne Gunnerson and uh, Tanner. Need One of those three spring. have to be have to clearly become somewhat of a of a you know an impact player like that makes a difference on our team. Are Reimer and Henrich the they're the leaders of the defense, right? Those yes. two guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick before we go to the defensive backs and we'll kind of wrap it up with some big picture stuff. We didn't talk about we we're talking about the D line the the fact that it's Dawson coaching both. Not like are you worried about that at all? Are you feel good about that? Like. The fact that it's you know you got uh, I mean he's coached them both he knows all the kids two Yodis out and I would think it's I'm not wor- I'm not worried about it should be fine I think it should be fine defensive backs got some big shoes to fill we already talked about Cam Taylor Britt Dismuke Deontay Williams you had a guys you had guys there that had played a ton yeah. a ton of football and maybe we've the fact that I I'm not dismissing Cam Taylor Britt's departure but like I mean these guys were pretty solid. Yeah, I think like when when Deontay went out, I feel like that was like that was a big. I I felt I felt the the difference when he wasn't out there. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, but you know, at least they got some they got some new blood in there to to you know for whatever reason. I I don't know. I I think whoever the guys that were backups last year, I felt like. Um, Outside of Miles Farmer, maybe Farmer's Farmer gonna, played well against Ohio State. Yeah, Farmer Farmer's got he's got a little bit of game, but the the other backup, Newsom. I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Newsom got he's played a lot of football, which is good. So right. he'll he'll have a spot. But Braxton Clark, yeah, I think the the one safety spot and the one corner spot. Like I mean, like I say, I, I have zero idea who it's going to be. But they they brought in a few people, a bunch of people. Oh, the guy from Northern Iowa. I, to Omar me, it's like Brown. Once again, like if you've produced. For Northern Iowa, like I trust you more than the big shot five star recruit out of wherever. Right, right. you've produced, you've right. played. Yeah, because they have brought in a an in like that's one thing we talked about before we turn the mics on. Like there's been an influx of new defensive backs, wide receivers, running backs. There's been a ton of new players brought in. But that's what they they just never had enough of those like skill position type players trying to compete to get like the guys that had the talent. There was just never like other talented guys right. out there competing with them. So you need that sort of like that that bigger pool of talent to to sort of you know force everybody to be like all right, 
you actually got to go get this and you right. got to improve and you got to do things right, you know? The new guys, you brought up Omar Brown. They they brought in also Tommy Hill from Arizona State and then yeah. two Juco uh, defensive backs, Singleton and Morton as yeah. well. And our number it, one recruit, I wouldn't say it's unless this guy's like this number one recruit of in our class is a safety out of New Jersey. I think he was like New Jersey player of the year or something. Like yep. he's pretty, you know, pretty good, uh, pretty good, you know. Uh, accolade there. Yeah, accolade. Yep. But that's the only freshman that you go, hmm, could he get on the field a little bit? I mean, I don't think so, but uh, I would say between the Juco's and that transfer, I would look for those two to get on the field right maybe. like you wouldn't be surprised if omar brown's on the field yeah you know like he's gonna lot and then i'm waiting for no noah Pola gates was so highly touted like i'm waiting for it to, maybe it's just not in him there but i just mm, i don't know i mean to me to me it's like there's a lot of guys that you know especially when you're not like the winningest team like if you're a dude they'll find a way to get you on the field right, and he and has just and he's become like I don't know. I don't know. Is he is he a guy that thinks the game? I don't know. I don't know. Well, the only reason I'm bringing him up is because he was a highly touted guy, and so you yeah. stays top of mind when that's when when that's the case. Uh, I I think these that coaching staff's been dying to get talent on the field. Right. So like, if he didn't make it on the field, to me, there's a reason. Last two last things we're out of here. It seems like you can do, like special teams. This can be – I mean, spring you can do a lot of things with special teams, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, what I mean, it'll be interesting to see if you get some new guy. Uh, I listened to Mickey Joseph talk about how he, he's going to make sure his room, his guys are, are chipping in on special teams. Like, he talked about wanting to get Xavier Betts on special teams, wanting to get Omar Manning on special teams. Like, I do feel like there's – not only is he going to have a coach there and Bill Bush, but, like, I think you're going to have – I think a lot of these position coaches are going to force their top guys to go well, do it. I, I bet you. I mean, here's the thing: it's like if you were if you were to look at like running backs, receivers. Yeah, running backs and receivers. Like they gave us no help on special teams in terms of other positions, and then our return games were terrible, and that's really on them in my right. book. Like, we didn't have anybody in those rooms willing to, like, to make us better. And I think, one, that's good. Like, that needs to change. There should be more talent in those rooms this year, and that talent needs to transfer to special teams. Uh, and then it's just got to be a priority across the organization to be like, we. there's no exceptions. We have to be good here. It, it seems like a bunch of things. You need an influx of more wide receivers, defensive backs, whatever, coming in to help, which I think you're going to get that. You need to have an, a real emphasis on it. I think by hiring one dedicated coach to it sends a message. Yeah. I think Frost being the CEO and being able to – like one of the things that would, Frost probably needs to do is every special team session that he can be there, he needs to be down with that group. Because yeah. you know how it is. Like I don't know how it was for you, but like when, when the head coach – you know, we're doing we're, – we're doing a – we're, we're – working on how we're fighting through staggered screens at KU. Yeah. We're down with the assistant coach, and Bill Self then comes down to watch the drill. The drill gets turned up a little bit because Bill oh, Self's there. Oh, my God, yeah. And does. I would think the same thing would happen 
with Frost. So I would think you're, you're going to get Frost more involved with it. And yeah. then I, mean, Fro- I, I would love to see Frost in every special teams meeting. Right. Right. So not only on the practice field, the meetings, all this stuff, he needs to, of of his CEO role, he needs to pop into that a ton. Yeah. And then, the, you know, there's the whole line, we don't have a special teams problem, we have a specialist problem. Well, you're going to have a new punter, a new long snapper, a new returner, a new kicker. You're going to have a whole bunch of new guys. that. Ho- so, like, I say all that to say, like, on paper, they're doing all they can, I think, to try to fix this thing. Yeah, I think last year, I mean, I went to one of their spring practices, and they, like, they really were, like, working hard on special teams. Like, right. they were doing all their drills. Uh, but I just think that, in the end, like, I don't think they put all, like the right. They they didn't have enough talent, and they didn't put all their talent out there. And I don't think the uh, some of the guys that needed to be out there were out there. Um, and then, like I said, the specialists were. Oh boy, the kickers and the punters uh, and the returners were like atrocious. Wow. I mean, the return game was atrocious. I mean, all time atrocious return game. And then our punters and kickers cost us games. I mean, right. just simple as that. So. Uh, yeah, it, it couldn't get any worse. So to me, it's like, hey, up, up from there. Okay, a couple of questions were out. Most pressing thing to address this spring. Like, what is just number one? I know it might be hard to quantify, but what if you, you think those coaches, like, what do you think that is? You know, if this is 2018, you're saying physicality, right. defense. Uh, I think this year it's tougher. I mean, special teams is, is one, but. Um, gosh, man, it's like, can you run the ball? I think, like, can you run the ball with that offensive line and those running backs? Like, right. if we Figuring can't do that, game. I think it's going to be really hard. Right. And that's what we just couldn't do consistently. That's probably a, that's probably the right answer. Because, you know, you, you want to be like, make sure you got a dude at quarterbacks, get that quarterback thing figured out. But, like, I think your answer is probably – because I think it's all-encompassing on – the O line addressing that, and then figuring out if you got somebody at that running back. Yeah, spot. like if you're Wisconsin, that's not what you're doing. That's not your one thing this this fall. That's not right? high on your list of things you have to have a good spring for. Yeah, you, it's they're like, like you know what, uh, like well, there yeah, they had a great deal, but like oh man, we couldn't throw the ball. Like we just right. couldn't throw the ball when we needed to. So they might have like more emphasis. Like for us, like we couldn't run the ball. Uh, when we needed to, when we need to get in, like we always had to run with the QB. I don't know. I think we just need to be able to run the freaking ball, and our O line needs to get a yes. little bit freaking nasty. That's probably the yeah. See, you're, that's why I like asking you these questions. Uh, okay, which players that got to make a leap? Last thing, and you, we were talking about it. When we were talking about topics. Like, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. You can go with like an unknown guy. And when I say unknown, you know, a guy that hasn't, that isn't a Luke Reimer, that isn't, yeah. you know, someone. Or you could go like, is there a guy that is played that needs to go to another level? You can answer both. Like, is there, I guess, players that you want to be when we're recording our spring game recap pod? Be like, man, it's great to see that this guy had a had a great spring. Or how about this guy coming off the radar and having a big? Uh, Okay, so offensive line. Let's go with uh, Banks and Benhart are the two guys that like they're kind of question marks to me. Like. Are those guys players, or are they guys that just aren't meant to play? Right. Um, I think those guys, I think after this year, we'll know pretty much immediately because they've been around long enough now where it's either yay or nay. Right. So 
I'll put him there. Um, I think you got to put Betts and Manning at, from the receiver position, right? Yes. Yes. I, I, was, I wrote their names down along I, with Trey Palmer just because I'm excited to see if he can make some things happen. But, like, I think we need to be writing, reading about and hearing about, like, the new Xavier Betts and Omar Manning are, like, you're getting every ounce out of those guys. Yeah, because, I mean, we're not going to take a leap off. Like, those guys doing what they did last year come in, they contribute, they do, they they have some good moments, and then it's sort of like they can't be out there all the time, which I'm, like I said, I don't know why that is, but to me it's like uh, this is the year where it's like they're always out there and they're they're making us, they're like winning games for us. Well, think about it. Last year, for as, for as now Nebraska was actually good in big plays. They were one of the best teams in explosive plays. But like big spots, big moments in a game, throwing the ball. Nebraska had two guys that you felt like were relatively dependable in Ture and and Austin Allen. Now I don't think either of them were like outstanding. Both those guys are gone. Like right now, big big third down. What wide receiver can do? Does Nebraska have? that you are like, that guy is going to get open, he's going to get in the right spot, he's going to make the catch, he's going to make the play. Right now, no one. Nobody. There's nobody. I mean, I think you were seeing him trying to get Omar and trying to get Xavier the ball more right. as the year went by, but it just never... With Torre, it was easy. It was like, yes. this. He, we know he's going to know where to go and run the route, and we're going to... like. And they had the connection. The quarterback-receiver connection's a real thing. Yes, you look to the guy that you trust, and you, I mean that Cooper Cup and Stafford. I mean, Jesus! Everybody I mean, the, in the yeah. building knows right. he's going there. Like right. you'd think you'd triple right. team him or whatever, and it's still kind of hard to guard, right? Because it's like they're so in sync. I mean, same way with like Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, Mahomes and Kelsey. He's going to those two right. guys every time, but you can't stop it. To me, it's like that's not the case now with Betts and Manning. Like. They're not trying to go to the, they were never trying to go to those guys. So they, it's their job to become the guy that let's call it Thompson or Purdy always wants to go to. Because I would think it needs to be one of those two guys. It does. And I think to me, it's like, I think Betts' ceiling is higher than Manning's. Almost. I do too. I think Betts is a freaking nature fast. And right. He's and long, he's, long and his, he's tall and, and, Yes, he's like a he runs like a deer. Oh, it's it's light on his feet, and so yeah. I mean, I think I can't wait to to see how the spring goes for those guys because I mean, it's we Nebraska needs those guys to take a big leap. Yes, agreed. I would throw Fedoni as a. I'd throw some love to Fedoni and Caleb Tanner being known guys that you'd like to the see. The need a leap. Yep. The need a leap because Fedoni, you need what he can. We already kind of talked about that. They're guys Caleb I'm Tanner. not like worried about like not being. like I think Fedoni and Tanner will both contribute. Right. Uh, where some of these guys, I'm like, they might not even play. Like, I don't even know like if like Banks and Ben Hart will play now. Right. But um, like, I, and I think Manning and Betts will play. I just think... No, they're going to play. I just don't know. Like, they don't need... Nebraska doesn't need them to just play. They need them to be players. Yes. You know, like, yeah. I mean, big-time guys. There are, they're the guys we need to, like, change things for us. Right. Any other any other players that need to make a leap you can think you of? You said... Pola so, we've Gates. wrote... We've wrote to, uh, 
I mean, you said Polo Gates. Um, It'd be nice. I mean, I'm throwing him out there just because he's a guy that, for whatever reason, has stuck with me as a highly touted dude that that hasn't been able to get on the field. Uh, you know, and here's one that might be. So obviously, Casey Rogers, I think, is going to be kind of. I don't think he's going to be done. I think he's going to be what he is. Like he'll be at best solid. It's like Robinson, though, is a guy that needs to be uh, at worst solid. He right. needs to be excellent. Like he has the ability to be excellent. He's never been consistently excellent. He's got to step his game up in terms of consistency, gap control, uh, and then he's got to make some plays. I mean, he's a guy that we're going to have to put a lot on his shoulders, and he's got to deliver. I mean, that I, might be too much for expectations, but we lost Snacks and we lost Stilly. Like yes. he's the defensive line. It starts and it ends with, with Ty. Ty being good. Right. If he's not good. Or if he gets hurt. That's what I'm saying. We're like, in trouble. Yeah, because it's the same thing. That It's kind of the same school of thought that we're saying with Omar Manning and Xavier Betts. Like, Torrey's not here. Daniels and Stilly are not here. Like, now you have to be – you can't be average. average. Those guys are good. They're also talented. Like, it's a good. that's a good way to put it. Like, Robinson, Betts, and Manning are so talented that average – Loses us games. Yes. If those guys, let me tell you, if we're, if they're average next year, Nebraska is going to have a hard time making a bowl game. Yeah. Because like we don't have enough dudes with potential talent that like to get anybody else to get like to do the things that only the really talented people right, can do. Right. So those, those guys, given who departed, like need huge springs here. Yeah. Those three, um, Trying to think of the other thing else. I was real before we sign off. Like, did you, as a linebacker that was all conference, all this stuff? Like, did you feel like it? Look, when you look at Reimer and Henrich, like, do they have another leap to go? Like, because some sometimes I see those guys. I'm like, man, you talk about like they strike me as maximizing guys. You know what I mean? Like, boy, they are yeah. getting every ounce out of. You know, there's some guys like you watch Xavier Betts. You think about potential meeting output. Or meeting production, like yeah. raw production, there's a gap there. Those guys' ceilings aren't like that high, but they, uh, you know, like Rymer's Rymer's NFL caliber town. So like Rymer's got another another level, um, and I think Henrich is like. Does he just need to get like a little faster, a little like, bit stronger? Oh, okay. I think he's like he's never going to be the fastest guy. I think he needs to be a little bit more, a little stronger will help him because you know he had a couple injuries. Yes, and Rymer's just got to get healthy. Um, for for Reimer, it's health. You just gotta stay healthy. Right, right. But Reimer's got you know he's he already showed he can like he can make big plays. Um, but I I think those two got a yeah they got a little bit more to go. Uh, but I think they've been solid. They've just been solid in my mind in my eyes so far. But. Yeah, because I I just think like I think Nelson could take a little leap and Nelson's he, leap is like I say he's got more room but not a ton. Tanner probably has more room than Nelson. Um. But he needs to just put on. He needs to put on muscle and muscle and a little bit more twitch, um, and then you just got to find one other D lineman to show up. Right, like, because of, it'll be interesting with like a guy like Henrich. This was his first like full year. Yeah, and I don't know how it was for you. Like my the one of the biggest leaps I ever made was from like my first full year playing to then the second. That's year. it. That is the year. 
you're like, fear. wow, I am so much more comfortable and confident and sure of myself and all those things. So, so maybe, maybe we're like, maybe Henrich is a dude well, that's got a leap Henrich in will it. be better. Like, he, what you hope with Henrich is he's like a Patty Fisher, like a dude that, like, yeah. he might not be a pro, but like after three years of starting, you're like, like, he'll be just like solid. Like, right. he'll be making all the right calls, doing everything right. Now he might not make plays like Reimer does, where he like zips across the field and does something like, you know, explosive. Yeah. But like he's making all the tough, gritty plays. Like, who? Because he and he, by the way, he's I think will be the leader of the defense. Okay. Because he's he's a he's a football guy, and he's, he? he's he's a guy that like coaches love him, teammates love him. He's yeah. Positive. Right. He loves he loves the game. He works hard. Like he's probably the guy. Him and. Robinson kind of have to be in, in Nelson. Him, Robinson, right. Nelson are probably got to be the leaders. And I like the makeup of those three guys. You know, Nelson yeah. just plays so freaking hard, and you sometimes you need you need someone on that D line to have well, a leadership. To press like, these dudes in the offseason. I think Tanner's the other guy that he's been around a while. Right. Uh, I think he if he can step into a leadership spot too. Like that's another. We need him to become a leader and be like those guys. You know, all of a sudden you look. Those guys were. You know, freshmen were like, look at these young dudes. They're seniors now. Right. You know, it's like it happens quick, but you got to make the transition from I'm just a dude trying to figure it out to like, oh, yeah, I got to lead the young guys now. Right. I got to show the young guys how to work. It happens fast, but you got to be ready to make that jump. Who's, no, I promise, I've li- like, this is will be the last one. Who's the most likely candidate to fill the JoJo Doman spot? Isaac Gifford. Is it Isaac? Isaac? Okay. Isaac was the guy, and I I have, you know, the, the I think it was uh, Javin Wright was the other potential. He, I think he had some injury yep. issues, but he's got like a, he's like 6'3". He's got a, like a longer, more dynamic build, I would okay. say. So he's the other guy that could potentially do it. Because that's a big spot, too. Yeah. He did a lot. You got to be able to cover, man. It's a You got to be a yes. cover, and you got to be able to blitz. And JoJo had right. those, like, Oh, the ability Jojo. to time those blitzes is beautiful. Well, we said we were going to go an hour. We're an hour and 20 minutes. So not terrible. I mean, we've For had us? like egregious, terrible, like Especially since terrible. we've been up. We've been. We've been we have, talking for two and a half hours straight, though. Yeah. Because we. True. Uh, but we haven't done one of these for a while, so usually we go so much longer if it's been too much time. I'm actually fairly proud of our our execution. Outside of the Rocky tangent and the Oliver Martin lost in Chimney Rock. I think the Oliver Martin on a milk carton is my favorite part. <laughs> okay, go home, be a dad, get some dinner, and cheers to spring football. All right? All right. Cheers. A Huda Media Production.